What is up, everybody? What's up, all you party people? It is Keith again with your Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I'm going to be solo yet again, but that's okay. It's a Saturday night. I'm feeling all right. Talking to you about the Sunday slate. We've got a split slate here on Sunday on DraftKings. We have an early three-game slate, which I feel like I have a pretty good hold on. I feel pretty, pretty confident about my plays there. And then we have a later seven-game main slate that I still feel pretty good about, but not as good about. So take that for what's worth. Again, this is kind of an early look at these slates, so stuff is sure to change. Uh, do check back and look at those injury updates. But speaking of injuries, let's talk about that early three-game slate here. We do have uh, some injury news that's important, very important. We have Steph Curry, the return of the king. Coming back, he's coming back into the lineup here, so we can start to fade some of those other Warriors guys. I'm not a big guy. I'm playing guys when they return the first game or two. Just want to see where they're at. They might be on a minutes rent, a minutes limit and stuff like that, so not going to play Steph Curry most likely. But uh, definitely start fading some of those Warriors guys, I think. We also have Tyrese Halliburton questionable with a calf injury. Hopefully he doesn't play because I want my Bulls to win that game. Eh, you know, actually, no, I hope he does play when the Bulls lose. I don't know. Listen to the Bulls podcast I do. <laughs> Eat those Bulls, and you'll learn more about my, my thoughts on the whole process. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is out with an ankle injury. He's going to miss his, I think, third uh, game in a row with that. Uh, DeAndre Ayton also questionable with a knee injury, so we got to keep on top of that one as well. Let's get right down to it, though. we got the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns, currently with a 1.5-point uh, spread in favor of the Mavericks. Uh, 232.5 game total. Actually, all the game totals in these early games are pretty good, with the Bulls and Pacers being, uh, I would uh, a little bit, a little worse, significantly worse. Ten points below the other two, basically. Anyways, so Dallas is uh, is favored a little bit. Um, that's fine. Don't have a problem with that. Uh, I think Phoenix is very good though. Uh, Devin Booker at 9400 is someone that sticks out to me here. Among the guys you can spin up on. Here's the thing: I've been watching the Suns, you know, ever since KV he's been joined, obviously, and uh, it's been a joy <laughs> to watch that team again. I love that the Suns are good again. Suddenly, uh, not that they, they weren't good before, but they weren't, you know, that elite level that they were the last couple seasons. But with uh, Kevin Durant, I mean, I think that just opens up so many things for Devin Booker. He's getting such easy looks at this point. His efficiency's through the roof. And I think even though Dallas is a better defensive team than most, I still think that he's going to get those easy looks again. And, and you know, Katie's more of a facilitator. So I like him. I like uh, Devin Booker at 9,400, under 10K here. like it a lot. Um, and obviously Chris Paul's still on that team too. So a couple of facilitators on that team. Uh, anyways, I'm also going to mention Jacques Landale at 3,400, if there's no DeAndre Ayton, of course. He would definitely be on my radar against a Dallas Mavericks team that still struggles to uh, have anybody at the center position that's any anyone of note. Uh, Bismack Biombo at 3,000. I'll also throw him out there if there's no Aiton. You're just hoping for like 15, 20 minutes out of Biombo and that he does something in those minutes. But I think it's worth a dart throw, especially GPPs. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I've got Tim Hardaway Jr. at 4,800. I'm not going to play Kyrie or Luka, most likely. Not against the Phoenix Suns, not against that defense. With Kevin Durant, you added Kevin Durant to that defense. Yeah, I just think I think you're going to start fading people against the Suns until further notice. 
except for select, you know, areas where guys are just grossly underpriced. But yeah, I think uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. 4,800 makes sense. It's a GPP dart throw for me. Um, very much a hit or miss type player. Minutes have been very up and down recently with a new kind of new look roster there. He's not in the starting lineup. So, uh, I, yeah, I do think you have some dart throws there available for him, though. And I'm going to mention this guy, actually. This is this might be my favorite play outside of Devin Booker in this game here. And that's Maxi Kleba at 3,300. I actually really like him here. Um, I like him in general on this, on this, on the Mavericks because I think he just fills a role they're desperately going to need when that big that can be versatile and guard the perimeter. Uh, they don't have a wing anymore, really, to do stuff. So. They don't have Dorian Finney-Smith anymore. They need somebody to kind of fill that role. And they're going to be playing against the Phoenix Suns. Who's going to guard KD? That's my question. Do you think Luka's going to guard KD? I mean, maybe some possessions he will. You think Kyrie's going to guard KD? That's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. You know, they've got Reggie Bullock. I think Reggie Bullock's worth a, worth a look here, too, and some GPPs. But I think Maxi Kleba, for me, at 3,300, I think he's going to get 20 minutes guaranteed. Because they're going to need him to guard Kevin Durant. And at that really small price tag, you've got to figure out a way to give him in my opinion. So, there you go. Not a huge high ceiling guy, though. Hmm. A little, little bit more of a safe floor guy. Okay, let's move on to the Chicago Bulls and the Indiana Pacers. Lots of playoff play-in implications here. I know we're still like almost 20 games out from the, the playoffs happening, but it's an important game. I mean, the uh, Bulls are sitting right around where the Pacers are in the standings. Both these teams are going to try to win. Bulls are currently a six-point favorite. I know my guy Mike Fiddles on, on that spread. I, I appreciate him for that. I don't have that much confidence in that. To tell you the truth, personally. If I knew Halliburton wasn't going to play, maybe. But anyways, 226.5 is that game total. So like I said, it's about 10, 10 points less than the other two. But let me mention, I mean, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic on the Bulls. I think any of these guys is worth a roster spot against the Pacers. And I think it kind of just depends on who you can fit into your lineup. And for me, I fit in uh, both uh, Zach Levine and Vuce. So I'm pretty happy about that. I'm totally fine stacking those guys. Again, this is a very important game for the Bulls. The Bulls are going to try to win this one. The Bulls are going to make this competitive. The Pacers are also going to make this competitive. It's a close game. Take the stars. Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Uh, obviously, DeMar DeRozan, the guy I don't have in my lineup currently, but I have no problem going to DeMar DeRozan as well. Uh, they're all the same price point, basically. And... DeMar's the one guy that can go off for, you know, 40... I mean, at least one or two guys can go off for 40, 50 points. I mean, obviously, Zach Levine can do that as well. So. Um, the other guy... The last guy I'm going to mention on the Bulls, and I think this is a, a really good play, no matter what. Alex Crusoe, 3,200. I know he's uh, up or down, hit or miss. Maybe more of a GBP play for that reason. Because sometimes his shots are stop falling. Etc. 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 But I think at that really, really low price tag, he's going to get minutes here. He's, his defense is essential to the Bulls. No Javante Green still. Uh, no Derrick Jones Jr. I don't think. So thirty two hundred for Caruso seems like a, a a really good price tag for me. On the other side of the ball, if there's no Halliburton, I've got some interest in the Pacers. Uh, otherwise, I I don't have a whole lot of interest. But no Halliburton, I've got interest in Buddy Heal at six thousand. Again, no Halliburton. 
getting some more shots. Uh, Nembard at 3,800. Again, no Halliburton. Two guys here I'm going to put out there I have interest in. Well, no, let me say this. Duarte, 3,500. This is, again, if there's no Halliburton. I think I think if Halliburton's in, ultimately I'm going to fade him. But he got, I think, nearly 30 or over 30 minutes in the last game. Uh, and if there's no Halley, if they're going to screw around with Matherin's minutes for some reason, maybe they're trying to get a good look at Duarte, I'm not sure. But he's worth a little bit of a dart throw there. Well, the one guy I have on the Pacers that I'm interested in, uh, probably pretty much no matter if Halley plays or not, is Jordan Wara at 3,700. This is for GPPs for sure. But he's a guy that a lot of people aren't going to roster. He's been putting up really good numbers. Really, really decent numbers recently. Um, so, yeah. I think he is worth a look for sure. Did I end up with him? Yes, I did end up with him in my life. I'm trying to check out here. Uh, just kind of uh, give you his last three games here. 23.75 uh, fantasy points, 22.75 fantasy points, 39 fantasy points in the last three games. Uh, getting up double-digit shots in all of those. And getting some, getting a good amount of assists, amount of assists also, which is really impressive. See, I like this kid. I've liked him a lot. So I'm glad he's on a team where he's getting minutes now. Uh, last game here on the early slate, we have the Golden State. Oh, no. Did I skip one? No, I didn't. I'm just being stupid. Golden State Warriors and the LA Lakers. Warriors, Lakers, an early game. I'm just confused because it's West, two West Coast teams, but it is an early game. 240 start time for that. That's uh, five point favorites here. Uh, sorry, 240 Central start time. Uh, five point favorites here in favor of the Warriors, which makes sense to me. Uh, well, actually, you know what? No, that doesn't make sense to me. We got you know, Curry coming back, returning star. Uh, I don't know. I might take the other side of that. Anyways, 235.5 point total right now. I'm going to go ahead and just say Anthony Davis, uh, probably the one guy uh, that I'm going to spend the most up on of the top guys. He's the one guy that's absolutely the safest. So I'm definitely going to have him in my lineups. Uh, Dennis Schroeder at 5,900 is another guy I have interest in on the Lakers. Uh, you know, no D'Angelo Russell, so he should get plenty of minutes. And I'm going to throw this guy out there, Jared Vanderbilt. I know he just had a stinker. And I know he's not, like, the most DFS-friendly guy. I think that price tag's going to steer a lot of people away as well as his recent play. But they're playing the Warriors, and if he can grab a few extra boards against this, you know, kind of undersized Warriors team, maybe get a double-double. I think you're, you're really cooking here on a three-game slate. So, you know, it can't be super-duper picky. I do like him there. Um, another guy here on the Lakers that is – Probably going to be overlooked because of his recent play is Hachimura at 3800 Such a low price tag. And they're going to be hurting for offense. I mean, they've got Anthony Davis, obviously, but no LeBron James. You know, he's uh, going to get minutes in the low to mid-20s, most likely. I think he's a good GPP play. On the other side of the ball in the Warriors, I, again, fading most of these guys. Curry's coming back. I think it's going to mess with, you know, Everybody, the price tags are all inflated because Curry's been out. So I'm not really into anyone except for Jonathan Kaminga at 4,400. I don't understand why he's still so cheap. He's putting up you know basically 30-something DK points every single game. Um, 
don't see the Lakers stopping that. I was wrong. Let me put that out there. I said Kaminga might be a little overrated in the fantasy community. And you know what? I was wrong. Sometimes you can be wrong. It's okay. He's a very, very good player. Uh, so 4400 for Kamita. Minga seems too cheap. That's it for the early three-game slate. Again, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on that. There's a lot of guys that are in that cheap range that I like. So that always gives me a little bit more confidence because it's a lot less risk when you have low-priced guys. If they put up duds, you can still cash as long as you hit on that top value, which it feels like there's also some pretty good top value on, the, on this slate. With all three bulls you can choose from. Go for it. Take your pick. Um, we do have a later seven-game slate here, and I'm going to discuss that. But first, let me tell you guys about the DFS pass. Go get it, like now, like ASAP. Why Why go blind? I mean, it's five bucks a month, like, honestly. You can't even buy a meal for five bucks anymore. You add tax to any of the cheapest meals out there, it's going to be like six, seven bucks. Come on, come on. It's the cheapest out there. Go get it. Come hang out in the Discord with us. Discuss it. Sportsethos.com is where you go to sign up for that. Just go do it now. Don't even think about it. Just do us a thank you for all the wonderful calls I've given you. I've given you a lot of bad calls too. But just ignore those and go give me some money for the break, for the good calls. A five bucks a month. Like, seriously, it's not that bad. Anyways, seven game slate. Lots of injury news here. So let's roll through it. Um, biggest news of the slate here. John Morant out with a suspension. Um, what an idiot. Can I say that right there? I'm sorry, Memphis Grizzlies fans. Sorry that your team has become hashtag the most hated. Uh, but can't say it's not justified at this point. Call me what you will. Uh, Steven Adams is questionable with a knee injury. Could be playing in this one for the first time in a while, I believe. Brandon Clark, more bad news for the Memphis Grizzlies. Out. Achilles injury, going to be out for the rest of the season. Real big bummer. We got some uh, thoughts on that one. <clears throat> we also have Dylan Brooks out with the suspension for having too many technicals. Hashtag most hated. Um, yeah. Interesting. <sighs> Bad times in uh, Memphis Grizzlies land. Anyways. Uh, okay, we have Laurie Markkinen out with a back injury. So that's a big one for the Jazz. Uh, Kyle Kuzma for the Wizards is questionable with an injury. We also have, funnily enough... Hilariously enough, I don't know. Danny Avija is also questionable with an illness. So both those guys sit. We have some interesting lineups there with the Wizards. Keldon Johnson of the Spurs is questionable with a foot injury. I'm going to list him as questionable. He sat out. They may be tanking, so he might be in and out of the lineup for the rest of the season. Devin Vassell is questionable, I'm going to say, with a knee injury. Probably more on the side of probable. He sat in the last one just for knee injury management. I, would, I guess he plays in this one. Malachi Bran Branham is also questionable with a back injury. For the Spurs. On the Magic, we have Franz Wagner questionable with an ankle injury, which is a big one. Gary Harris also questionable with the abductor and ab strain. And Jonathan Isaac out for the rest of the season um, hamstring injury. That's just, yeah, what a bummer, man. Sucks for him. Uh, for the Celtics, we have Brogdon questionable with an ankle injury. We have Robert Williams questionable with a hamstring injury. For the Clippers, we have Avika Zubac questionable. Or, yeah, questionable with a calf injury. And Norm Powell is out with a shoulder injury for about a week here. So that's it. Uh, there's a lot of injury news there. Um, some stuff I'm not even sure how to play. 
But I do have some interest here in some of these games here. Let's just go ahead and go uh, Utah and OKC. Let's talk about that because my favorite spend up in the in the site is on that one. I like a lot of guys in that six to eight thousand range. So I think I'm just going to spend up on one guy, and the one guy I'm going to spend up on isn't even that expensive. It's Shea Gildas Alexander, ninety eight hundred. He's supposed to play in this one, not on the injury report. It's good news. Good news for some of my fancy teams too that are really dogging it out and fighting without him. So I'm hoping he does play in, uh, in this one. But if he does, ninety eight hundred, I can say pretty weak Utah Jazz defense that's playing Jordan Clarkson. And just some other scrubs in that backcourt. Uh, yeah, I like it a whole lot. Speaking of Jordan Clarkson on the other side of the ball, I do like him as well as a GPP player at 7,200. I think that price tag is going to steer a lot of people off. It is pricey. But this is the OKC Thunder we're talking about, who give up a lot of points. So I think Jordan Clarkson could easily have a 30-point night, a real-life 30-point night. And, you know, maybe he puts out four or five assists, grabs a couple of rebounds, gets a couple steals. And you're cooking, right? You got yourself 40 or so DK points at the price of 7,200. So I like it a little bit. Uh, Kessler at 6,800. Walker Kessler, I'm not going to get off this train here. It is another good matchup here against the OKC Thunder. We've been attacking at the center position all season long. Nothing's really changed. Um, now they're playing Darius Sarge there a lot. Um, Jalen Williams with Y is still playing there a lot. You know. It's just nothing, nothing's going to scare me off of Walker Kessler. Should have a good, a nice game. I saw his points and his rebounds, I think, were both at 12.5. So, you know, 13 and 13, if he hits that, that's solid. 6,800, that's a solid return there for you. Uh, if he gets especially three or four blocks, there you go. Good times. Uh, Memphis and the Clippers, obviously got to talk about this game because there's no John Morant or Dylan Brooks or Brandon Clark. I think Triple J, JJJ, Jaron Jackson Jr., 7,700 is one of those guys in that six to 8,000 range that is just going to come up. He's probably going to be in the like mid-8,000s at some point in about a week. But I think he's got a lot of opportunity here. More shots coming his way. Decent matchup against Clippers. Struggle on the interior. Struggle defensively at times. So, yeah, I like some GJJ. Um, with no Morant, obviously the big lock here, probably the lock of the entire slate, he's going to be chalk and you're going to eat it and you're going to like it, is Tyus Jones at 3,100. You need to have me light up. There, don't, don't ask. Don't shoot me a Twitter message saying, hey, do I play this guy? Yes, you play Tyus Jones at 3,100. Absolutely. If you don't, you're an idiot. I hate to be that harsh. I haven't been that harsh all season. This is the one that I'm like, okay. You have, at 3,100, yes, you have to. Have to. Uh, John Contra at 3,700 is another, another guy I'm going to put out. 3,700 is another guy I'm going to put out there, more so because Jill, Dylan Brooks is out. They're going to need some more of that uh, backcourt depth. And I think Contra is a nice price tag at 3,700. Though I'm not super sold on him having a high, high ceiling. So there you go. Uh, on the Clippers, I think Westbrook at 7,200 is still underpriced. Um, but having monster games with the Clippers, they've been losing. I know everyone's focusing on that. That's that's been Westbrook's mo for a large part of his second half career, is that he puts up big numbers and his teams lose. So hey, big numbers, DFS. We're playing DFS. We're not playing the team needs to win. We're not playing our favorite players. We're playing who puts up big numbers and gives us points and makes us win money. And that's Westbrook at seventy two hundred. So just quite frankly, you need to give him some some love there. Uh, let's move on though to the Charlotte Hornets and the Brooklyn Nets. 
got a couple of guys in here. One guy I'm super duper high on. <clears throat> He's one of my locks, personally. Nicholas Claxton at 6,300. Nick Claxton against the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Uh, we all know the Hornets struggle against the center position. I think it's been marginally better since they've gotten out of place off Mason Plumley, but I still think there's there's room here for centers to dominate them. And Nick Claxton can do that. So go get him. 6,300. I think that's a very good price tag. On the other side of the ball, I do have Kelly Oubre Jr. at 6,900. He's also been putting up monster games. I've been I was playing more of Hayward the last couple of games, hoping uh, that he would have a monster game. It's just not in the cards. If you're looking for a monster game, it's going to be great. You're also looking at a lower floor though. Floor though, if you want a safer floor, you can go with Hayward. It's fine, but Ubre I think gives you the the much higher ceiling. So there you go. All right, here's a game I have a whole lot of interest in: the San Antonio Spurs and the Houston Rockets. Zach Collins at 6,700. If the big dogs are out, Keldon Johnson. Uh, if Vassell's out, too. I would say even just if Keldon Johnson's out, Zach Collins has to be on your radar at 6,700 against a weak Houston Rockets defense. A weak team. Rockets just suck, man. Sorry, Rockets fans. I'm just, I'm just bringing, out, I'm bringing out all the truth bombs tonight. Boom, 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 boom. Eat those truth bombs. It's true. They suck. So go get Collins. Uh, if there is no Keldon Johnson, Jimmy Sohan at 5,700 is a nice play. I, I think, though, if Devin Vassell plays, I, I'm not going to have a whole lot of shares of him. Maybe not even any. Um, same kind of goes with this next guy here. Devontae Graham at 4,600. You know, if Vassell's in, probably not going to have a whole lot of them. But still going to have him um, on my radar with no Keldon Johnson. There's plenty of use just to go around without Keldon. On the other side of the ball, I'm going Jalen Green again, 6,400. He has a couple hundred price bump here. He's 6,200 last slate. Threw up a really bad dud that sunk a few of my teams here. But hey, that's okay. Now less people are going to have him on their rosters. I still think this is a good, really good matchup here for him. It's a back-to-back. That dud's recently in his mind. Hopefully that spurs him to do great things. Be a great talent. It's a, it's a tanking Spurs team. I mean... The Rockets suck, like we've already established that. The Spurs want to suck even harder. So it's an interesting game environment here. Uh, but I do think Jalen Green can, can benefit from that kind of thing. Now here's a guy, though, that I have as a lock that's definitely going to benefit from that kind of thing. And that's Tardy Easton at 4,400. Take a on. He's going to put up big numbers, though. Big, permanent guy. Um, stop sleeping on this guy. Get him in your lineups. He's going to do great things. There's almost no game. I, I can almost guarantee it. I mean, can he put up a dead? Yeah, but I can almost guarantee he's not going to do that. Portland and Orlando. I've got Wendell Carter Jr. on my list here at 6,400. Um, you know, the opposing big Nurkic going to be out playing some, um, oh gosh, Eubanks and Watford at center. And I just think Wendell Carter eats those guys. I really do. Eats them for breakfast, lunch, and also dinner. On the Portland Trailblazers, though, I probably have even more interest in Cam Reddish at 4,400. I think he's a very solid play these days. Uh, you know, Not going to say I'm wrong about him. I still don't think he's a, a very good player. But I think he's in a good situation in Portland where he can just go out and just do his thing. And uh, been doing his thing. 
as of late. So kudos to him. Matisse Thibel at 4,100 is also on my radar. Uh, not necessarily as high of a ceiling as Cam Reddish, so I probably will end up with a lot of shares of him. But he's a little cheaper. So if I end up with uh, Thibel and not, uh, not Reddish, that's okay. Reddish can always put up duds also. few more guys here from the Boston and New York Knicks game. I've got uh, Marcus Smart at 5,600. Just too cheap. Too cheap for that guy. Where do you get where do you get off? List of Marcus Smart at fifty six hundred. Where do you get off there? Uh, <laughs> if you're from Boston and that was a terrible accent, leave me a comment. Let me know I'm terrible. Give me a five star review and say your Boston accent is terrible. If it made you laugh, he has to be a five star. Anyways. Uh, Marcus Smart fifty six hundred, that's too cheap. He's a, a talented player. Um, capable of putting up big numbers. I think the Knicks with uh, Brunson, you know, carrying a lot of the offensive load, they're going to have Marcus Smart out there to guard that guy. So I think I, I like him a lot in this matchup here. I also, on the Knicks here, I've still got love here for Mitchell Robinson at 4900 I just think that's also too cheap. And you're playing the Boston Celtics, who play big. I mean, Robert Williams is questionable, so he might not play, but they still have Horford. Still have uh, the unicorn. They still got you know Blake. They got big bodies, so I think Mitchell Robinson will be be needed. He'll be out there for his full allotment of minutes. And I think this is going to be a pretty close game. You know, despite what uh, Celtics fans might think, Celtics fans, Celtics are a superior team, no doubt. But the Knicks are on a uh, on a heater, playing well, and they are a much better team than people give them credit for. Even myself at the beginning of the season. Wasn't necessarily on the Knicks, but now I, ha I have to give them their, their flowers. They are playing great basketball. And it's fun to watch. All right, Thrive Fantasy. If you aren't trying to Thrive Fantasy, thrivefantasy.com. Go ahead, your promo code goes for a $250 deposit match. And you're going to win some money here. Uh, this is one of those small, for some reason it's a small one, because there's so many games. But this is, uh, maybe I'm looking at, yeah, maybe I'm looking at like the early slate or something like that here. Probably am. No, let's just start time, 6 p.m. It's one of those smaller ones where you only pick five props. But I do have a couple here that I do like off of that. Um, let's make sure I'm not missing something. I don't think I am. So I think that's the one they have. That's uh, it's kind of Because there's ten whole games, so it's kind of surprising they have smaller ones. But anyways, um, I got a couple plays here that I do like. I do like Jalen Green over 21.5 points at 95 points against the San Antonio Spurs. What more can I say? I think, he, you know, again, this is a good game environment for him. I think it's uh, around this time last season where he took off and had a really strong end of the season for that to happen again. We've also got Marcus Smart over 7.5 rebounds and assists. That's 70 points against the New York Knickerbockers. Going to be out there a lot, again, to guard Jalen Brunson. That's pretty much a lock. Even Thrive thinks it's a lock, so there you go. That's going to do it for us, guys. I know I covered 10 games from Rather quickly there. Hopefully it helps. So it helps you out though. Let's me know. Let's you know a little bit more where I am. You know, just initial reactions with this slate here. I usually look at these things for about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, put my thoughts together. Think about it for another thirty minutes. Let simmer and 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 percolate, and then I deliver it to you guys. So you know, a couple hours of work there, uh, just to kind of give you just a, a just a primer, and we put in even more work as we get closer to lock. So uh, get that DFS pass. Come join us. Hopefully you enjoyed our sports ethos podcast up until now we're gonna keep this thing going through the playoffs so give everyone some love give us all follows i am at bsb keith you can find me there 
But until, until next time, guys, go get that money. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.